From creation to the flood to the patriarchs to Egypt, join me, Pastor Hook, as we go through Genesis, the backstory to the beginning. So we are going to go ahead and uh, just start um, at Genesis chapter 49. We're going to begin at verse 29, uh, and this is the death of Jacob. Then Jacob gave them these instructions. I'm about to be gathered to my people. Bury me with my fathers in the cave in the field of Ephron the Hittite, the cave in the field of Malchpelah near Mamre in Canaan, which Abraham bought along with the field as a burial place from Ephron the Hittite. There Abraham and his wife Sarah were buried. There Isaac and his wife Rebekah were buried. And there I buried Leah. The field and the cave in it were bought from the Hittites. Well, now, uh, before you just finish that, I just want to point out that um, you have to understand tribal dynamics back 5,000 years ago. You were not, the whole idea of individual is very much an American, uh, Western, European concept that's only come around in the last two, 300 years. Prior to that time, your identity was as much wrapped up in your family and your tribe as it is in yourself. Now, this is a hard thing to wrap yourself, to wrap your brain around, but think about it. Um, the, I, the, I know that we, uh, I think, therefore, I am, right? I mean, that was Descartes, right? I think, therefore, I am. Prior to that, um, your identity was wrapped up incredibly strong in your family, in your country, in your tribe, in your community. Uh, and that's why uh, when, uh, let's say at the time of Reformation for Martin Luther, uh, at the time of the Reformation in Martin Luther, the person who basically, I mean, the whole community had a faith and it wasn't like the faith of one person or the faith of the other person. It was the faith of the whole community. Or if you're living at the time of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, it was the faith of the whole entire tribe. It was the faith of Pharaoh. It was the religion of Pharaoh. Uh, you, you didn't have a, an individual identity. Your identity was so much tied into the family that you grew up into. The community, the tribe, all of that was very, very much part of your identity. So the rules and the laws that you followed were very much in, uh, tribal rules. And uh, the way that they maintained people to follow the rules um, wasn't necessarily individually about going to, uh, you know, um, going to heaven or hell based upon your individuality. It was so much more, these are the rules that our tribe follows and you have to follow those rules. And if you don't, we're going to shame you and maybe even worse than shaming you, we'll kick you out of the tribe. Um, and the worst thing that could ever, ever happen would be for you to be you know, thrown out of the tribe. Now, we see this periodically um, in... Uh, like Amish communities or, you know, strong communities like that, where it's still, you know, everybody, whole entire community has an identity. The individual doesn't matter. It's the whole community itself. 
typically these communities are mono, uh, mono, you know, they're homogeneous, I guess is what I want to say. They all have the same religion. They all dress the same. They all act the same. They all have the same standard of living. Uh, and it's very, very clear as to what that standard of living is because everybody follows it. And if you don't follow that standard of living, um, the threat is always that you'll be kicked out of the tribe. You'll be kicked out of the community. And uh, in Amish communities, that's called being shunning. Uh, and it's like, it's, uh, it's the worst thing that can possibly happen to you is to be shunned from your community because your whole identity isn't just an individual identity. Your whole identity is wrapped up into the identity of the community. Now, if you are a Western American um, consumer individual person in the United States, this is all foreign concept to you. You don't understand it. Uh, it's even hard to wrap your brain around it. You can, I guess you could voyeur in and look into that if you find a community like an Amish community uh, or some of these other communities like a, an African community, an African tribe. Um, but it is very, 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 very hard to wrap your brain around. There's an incredible amount of comfort. There's an incredible amount of community and support. Uh, there's all sorts of stuff that is great when you live in a community like this. The downside, of course, is that you don't have individuality. Now, can you live a happy, well-adjusted, wonderful life when you are in a community like that? Absolutely. There's no question about it. As a matter of fact, sometimes I wonder if uh, individualized uh, American consumerism, uh, individual me, 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 is actually the healthiest way to live. Uh, I kind of sometimes wonder if it is the healthiest way to live. I, it's what we have. And I'm proud to be an American. I'm proud of my individuality. I'm proud to be me. But I do know that there's other ways to look at yourself. Uh, now, you're probably wondering, what does all this have to do? Because when Jacob is buried, he asks to be buried with his tribe. Uh, and so he is going to be buried in his tribe. His family, you know, Joseph is going to take him. He's going to be buried with his ancestors. And there's something about, so when you're in a tribal community, your ancestors take on a different role. Um, they are part of the, they don't really die. I, I mean, they do because they're individually, they're not there anymore, but their memories, uh, who they were, how they influenced the tribe, um, the words that they said, um, all of that stuff kind of gets passed down from generation to generation. And as long as you pass down the memories of these tribal leaders or these great people in the tribe, that they still are with the tribe. I mean, they, they may not, you might be able to, you know, get up and have dinner with them or get up and have breakfast with them, but their presence uh, is very, very um, still present in the tribe. Uh, and it's hard for us to understand in American culture. But there is a reason why Jacob wants to be buried with his ancestors because that's where the ancestors live. And he wants Joseph and all of those families to know that they're part of something bigger than themselves. I mean, it, and they don't even know self yet at this point. I mean, they, they, the tribe is so uh, much a part of your identity that there's no question that Jacob is going to go and be buried with his ancestors. That's very, very important. And, um, and uh, there are people that study these, these kind of dynamics in communities. And... Um, 
you know, the great thing about a church is that we can transcend American individuality, which is not a bad thing at all. Don't get me wrong. I love being David Hook. I love my individuality. There's no going back. But the one thing that you lose is the community aspect and the community support and the community love and all that sort of thing. You can get it in family if you have a strong, healthy family. And you can also get it in your church family if you have a strong, healthy church family. Uh, and so that is one of the main functions of a congregation. Uh, so our congregation in Vail, uh, it's not only just about teaching the word of God, which we do, but it's about fellowship. It's about breaking bread together and being in community together. Uh, and it's about prayer, which is we pray for each other. Um, those are strong parts of being a local congregation. Um, the other one uh, that comes out of Acts, uh, so that Acts 2.42, they, uh, they join together for the apostles' teaching, breaking the bread, fellowship, and prayer. So those four are mentioned in Acts 42, uh, 2.42. Then you go to 45, is that they pooled their resources and they gave to people who had need. So the fifth thing that a congregation does is they come together and they look for needs in the community uh, it could be in the local church community, the congregational community, or it could be the community around them. And they pool their resources to love the world, to be the hands of feet in Jesus in the world. So those are the five-fold things that a congregation does. And um, that's, that's the whole purpose of a congregation, is to leverage the resources of the people in the congregation to do those five things well. Uh, and... The goal of the congregation, the goal of our congregation is making loving disciples. Anyway, so um, Jacob goes and he is buried with his father, Abraham, his wife, Sarah, Isaac, Rebecca. They're all buried in this cave. Uh, and now Jacob's going to be buried in the cave. And he knows he's going to be buried in the cave. So he, he knows. The other thing is, is that when your identity is the tribe, if the tribe goes on, um, then your identity goes on. Even after death, you still be, you're still a part of that tribe because the people who have died before you are still part of that tribe. And you know that. So there's, there's a little bit of comfort in death because of that. Um, so the worst thing, actually, the worst thing that you could ever do to a community like this would be to wipe out the community, uh, to be a genocide, to, to completely take the tribe of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and destroy them so that nobody's left because it's then the whole community dies and that truly is the death of that community. So when uh, Simeon and, uh, uh, Reuben and Simeon went and killed the people that raped their sister Dinah and wiped out the whole entire tribe, that was, that was a horrific, horrific thing. All right, we're gonna continue reading. Uh, so this is verse 33. When Jacob had finished giving instructions to his sons, he drew his feet up into his bed. He breathed his last, and he was gathered to his people. So this truly is the death of Jacob. Um, this one looks like it's a peaceful death. Um, I have seen uh, some people just breathe their last uh, and do a peaceful death. Some people are, are labored, and it's difficult, and they're in pain. Um, but it appears that uh, if he was in pain, it was a very short amount of time. I mean, that's the one thing that, uh, you know, up until we got pain relievers, right, from the, in the last 150 years, 
the fear of death wasn't the fear of dying. The fear of death was the pain that was associated with death. Um, but it looks like um, that isn't really discussed here. Jacob just finished giving his instructions. He still seems to be alert. And then he draws up into his feet, into his bed, and he breathes his last. Uh, and uh, that's, uh, I think that's the way we all want to go, right? We just want to draw up our feet, say goodbye to everybody, drop our feet, and breathe our last. Um, and to be surrounded by our friends and our family. Well, mostly our family, right? I, uh, when my mother died, this has been now three years, when she died, um, all the children were gathered around her for a week. Um, so she was in her bedroom. It was a stay-at-home thing uh, where we had a hospice bed. And we would go in and out and talk to her when she was lucid. And then when she wasn't lucid, we would go in the other room. We have a big living room at my dad's house. And we'd all sit around on the couch and just reminisce and talk about different stories. And, uh, and I know she could hear us. Uh, and I think that that was, that's the way I want to go, right? I just want to be surrounded by people who love me. Um, don't know how, if that's even possible, you know. We're so spread out as family anymore. But, but for whatever reason... Um, my brothers and sisters are all still located in the Phoenix area. So we were all still able to gather around with my mother. All right. So um, that, is, uh, that is the death of Jacob. Um, I think we can just go on. The Genesis 50 then is the, is the, last, uh, the last of Genesis. And we'll just see how we get going here. Now, Genesis chapter 50, Joseph threw himself on his father and wept over him and kissed him. And then Joseph directed the physicians in his service to embalm his father Israel. So embalming actually is an Egyptian thing, right? Uh, where you would, t you know, this is, this, you, you've ever seen that, you know, they, they pull, they, it's a mummy, you know, they mummify, right? He basically is becoming a mummy. They pull out the important organs uh, they have um, these they're, uh, little little vessels, the ceramic or, or whatever vessels, and they would take the organs and put them in the vessel and wrap those up and set those aside, and they would mummify the body, you know, and embalm it and stuff like that. And this is, this is the stuff that you read about, about the pyramids and the movie, The Mummy, and all that sort of thing. And, uh, and it is, you know, Jacob... It ends up being the, you know, he is Israel. And the, in Israel has this whole entire history of how they bury the dead. And the, but, but Jacob, you know, Israel was mummified. I mean, he was buried in an Egyptian burial ceremony because of Joseph. I just, I just find that fascinating. Um, so the physicians embalmed him. Verse three, taking a full 40 days for that was the time required for embalming. And the Egyptians mourned for him 70 days. So it wasn't just that Jacob died and Joseph and his brothers mourned. All of Egypt mourned. I mean, it's something you don't talk about. But, uh, but Egypt, the whole entire country of Egypt under Pharaoh, five millennia ago, all mourned the death of Jacob, who is Israel. I just, it's just mind-blowing to me. When the days of mourning had passed, Joseph said to Pharaoh's court, if I have found favor in your eyes, speak to Pharaoh for me. Tell him, my father made me swear an oath and said, 
I am about to die. Bury me in the tomb I dug for myself in the land of Canaan. Now let me go up and bury my father, and I will return. And Pharaoh said, Go up and bury your father, as he made you swear to do. So this is interesting. Um, if you are the prime minister of Pharaoh's court, then you don't need to actually talk to anybody. You just walk in and talk to Pharaoh. Um, but uh, remember, the whole seven years of famine happened maybe, I don't know, 15 or 20 years ago. And now Joseph has done what he was called to do. He's gotten them through the famine. And now Joseph and his brothers are living probably in the land of Goshen. Joseph maybe is no longer daily in Pharaoh's court. Maybe like he got through it. He was appointed as prime minister to do this. But I get the sense from reading this that, that Joseph now has kind of removed himself from Pharaoh's court uh, voluntarily. Uh, and lives out in the land of Goshen as a shepherd. You know, he probably travels back to Pharaoh and sees him over time. But, you know, 20, there's a, a period of time that has passed since Jacob died. Um, and so I find it's interesting that uh, when the days of mourning had passed, Joseph said to Pharaoh's court, I found, if I found favor, speak to Pharaoh for me. Or maybe it's a different Pharaoh. I don't know. But, um, but he has to go through the court system to be to get in front of Pharaoh. Of course, everybody knows who he is. And Pharaoh says, yes, go bury your father. Um, there's no question about that. Pharaoh said, go up and bury your father as he made you swear to do. So Joseph went up to bury his father. All Pharaoh's officials accompanied him. The dignitaries of his court and all the dignitaries of Egypt, besides all the members of Joseph's household and his brothers and those belonging to his father's household, only their children and their flocks and herds were left in Goshen. Chariots and horsemen also went up with him. It was a very large company. So um, our latest dignitary to pass away is Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, and she laid its state in the Capitol Rotunda, um, which I think she's the first female Jewish Supreme... I, I didn't follow this. Um but I know that I saw that she's in the Capitol Rotunda, uh, or maybe she's in the Supreme Court area. I think it's the Capitol Rotunda. Anyway, and then, and then people mourned. And so people stood in line for days. Uh, Lenin was buried in Red Square, and you can still go and see Lenin's tomb and Lenin. Um, there, I mean, there are certain people that get big burials and um, and and Pharaoh and all of his court and all of his dignitaries accompanied Jacob to go to Cana to bury him. I mean, that, that is just, um, talk about a fulfillment of a promise from God. Because if you'll go back, God told him, you will be great uh, and, and, uh, and you will have so many descendants as the grains of sand and you will be a great nation. Israel will be a great nation. Jacob becomes Israel. Um, and this, this, there is no greater honor at this time than, if you'll remember in the history of the world, in the history of the world, the greatest empire that was four millennia ago, 4,000 years was the Egyptian empire. This is where the center of the intelligence and life and, uh, 
this dynasty was the lead dynasty in the world and they all bow down. They don't bow down, but they all honor Jacob as he goes to Canaan. I mean, just phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Um, when I uh, die, I know I won't have you know that. Um, and as long as I'm surrounded by my family, that's great. Um, but we will be, each of us, accompanied by the hosts, the armies of God who will accompany us at our death and be with us at our death. And the whole entire company of heaven um, will be there to celebrate our life and our death. And when we, are ro- when we arise on the last day, they will be there to give us the great honor that we will have because we're all children of the king. We are children of the king of the creator of the universe. So this, even this burial, uh, and the honor given to Jacob pales in comparison to the honor that you will have um, at your death in the heavens uh, and at the last day when uh, when you meet God face to face. So um, I think we'll leave it there. My voice is, for some reason, there's dust in here or something. I'm not sure what it is. Um, you didn't see it, but my wife brought me a little bottle of water because she heard that I was choking a little bit, and I was so grateful to her. I normally have a, a glass of water sitting here, um, but it's empty. <laughs> I forgot to fill it out. So um, we'll leave it there. We're going we're gonna to pick up then in verse 10 tomorrow, um, and uh, we, get, we get the last of that. Um, so let's just close in prayer. Gracious God, thank you for this day. Uh, Thank you for the honor that you bestow upon us because we are your children. Keep us ever safe in your care. Uh, In Jesus' name.